because we're talking about what we really believe as the gathering church, or as we call ourselves gatherers, amen? amen. You come into the family, you are a gatherer, amen? And so the gathering church is a place of grace where people far from God experience true life in Christ. In order for us to help our members to accomplish this vision, we have adopted core values that we attempt to integrate into our lives every week. We live as agents of grace. Last week we spoke about grow. This week we're speaking about reach. Reaching out to others with the good news. So we'll call it evangelism. Evangelism is sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. We live in a day and age where many people don't even share their faith anymore. We're, we're what we call closeted Christians. We don't share about what God has done in our lives. But today I just want to speak to you momentarily about what it really means to reach out to others with the gospel of Jesus Christ. In the book of John, chapter 17, verse 18, in the Message Bible, Jesus said, in the same way you gave me a mission in the world, I give them a mission in the world. As believers, God has called us to the Great Commission. It's a corporate mission of the church. An agent is somebody who has an assignment. He has a task. He has a mission. Jesus, when he came on this planet, he had a mission. But as he was getting ready, amen, to go back to glory, he gave his disciples a mission. And that mission has been passed down to us today. In Acts 20, verse 24, it says the most important thing that the most important thing is that I complete my mission. That the work the Lord Jesus gave me to tell people the good news about God's grace. That is our mission, that we will share with others the goodness of God's grace. Acts 1, chapter 8 says, You will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all of Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Before the Holy Spirit even came, amen, and, 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 and birthed forth the church in the book of Acts chapter 2, amen, Jesus said this was the purpose why my spirit was coming. My spirit was coming to empower you to be a witness, empower you to be able to reach out to others. God has called us to be agents of grace that will be able to reach out to others. Are you with me this morning? You say amen. 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 He said, I want you to be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Now, if you're into maps like I am, as you look at, amen, the, the, the maps, you realize that Jerusalem was their home base, amen, and you went to Judea and Samaria, amen, that was the next region over, and if you look, at, of course, into the other most parts of the world, that was just the rest of the world that was unclaimed. And so when the scripture speaks about being my witnesses in Jerusalem, I kind of break it down for us like this, as we look at the scripture in today's age, in 2016, Jerusalem is the people that are closest to me. That's the people that I see. Every, that's my family. That's my friends. Amen. That's my co-workers. I want you to be a witness in Jerusalem. I want you to be a witness to the people who are closest to you. But then it says, not just in Jerusalem, but in all of Judea and Samaria. Judea and Samaria represents people near, but different from me. 
Those people who are outside of your element. Those people that maybe you don't run with. Those people that maybe you don't speak to every now and then. You might give a greeting or hi or bye. He wants you to be able to be a light and an encouragement to those people as well. And then to the ends of the earth, the scripture says. And that's to everybody else. We have been given a mission as children of God. Amen. To share the good news of Jesus Christ with others. Ephesians chapter 3 Verse 11 says, it is only through Jesus' sacrificial death and glorious resurrection that this is possible. This was God's plan for all of history, which he carried out through Jesus Christ, our Lord. God has paved the way. He has given us his life as an example that we might share the riches of his grace and his mercy with other people. Think about it right now. Where would you be if God was not in your life? If Jesus did not snatch you from the pit of your despair, from your bondage, from your struggle, from your sin, some of you wouldn't even be alive today. But the grace of God, through the atoning blood of Jesus, saved you, snatched you up, set you free, healed your heart, changed your life, some of you are on a different life there. You, you was heading towards, a, towards a, another direction. And God just redirected your whole life. That's the very gift that God wants us to share with others. You are a witness of God's goodness. You are a witness of God's grace. You are a witness of what God has done. And so he wants you to be able to share that with other people. Don't be ashamed to be a witness. God has given us a mission, and we must complete our mission on earth. Our mission is not to come to church to feel good, to get a good word and say, hey, I went to church this week. You know, I've been a little something in the orphan basket. You know, the pastor preached a good word, and, and that's my life, and praise the Lord. Woohoo! That's not what being a Christian is. If that's what you think a Christian is, then we've done it all wrong. Being a Christian is that we come together on Sundays to refuel ourselves. Because it's crazy out there during the week. Come on, it's like people don't believe the way you believe out there. Come on now, we got people shooting up folks, people bombs and everything going on. We need to come together so we can strengthen each other. That's why you come to church. You don't come to church because you're perfect. You come to church because you need a perfect God who can help you in an imperfect situation. That's the good news. That's the news that we share with others. That I want to hurt someone this week, but the grace of God kept me. Come on now. Come on, that's what I'm talking about. That's the grace of God. That's the strength that God gives you when he begins to change your life. He begins to transform you. And the things that you used to do, you don't do anymore. And that's the testimony. That's the good news of God's transformating power. But he has given each and every one of us a mission. Our mission is not different. The Bible says we've all been given the ministry of reconciliation. I hear from so many people, Pastor, what's my ministry? Everybody's been given the ministry of reconciliation. What, what do you mean, ministry of reconciliation? In other words, you've been called as an agent of grace, amen, to help to bring people closer to God. That's why we said the gathering church is a place of grace where people far from God. What's my job? My job is to help people who are far from God to get close to Him. Amen. That's my job. That's the job of this church. That's what we are as agents of grace. That we help people who are far from him. The people who look, the people who don't who don't even go to church, who don't know to say hallelujah, who don't know to say praise the Lord, who don't even know what hallelujah even means. Come on now. Come on. That's right. 
Why well, I say lift your hand, what does that mean? Those are the people we're calling for. Amen. Not the religious folk who know all the right things to say, but live life like dogs. Amen. We're going to reach out, and that's what God has called us to do. But the Bible says in Romans 14, 12, he said, each of us will give an account of himself to God. We have to give an account for the lives that he's called us to touch. We have to give an account. So today, I, I want to give you three points of how to complete your mission. Your mission. How to complete your mission. How to complete your mission. Amen? How to complete your mission. Number one. Moving quickly. Here it is. I must reach out to those in my world. I must reach out to those in my world. Jesus said to the man who he set free from demonic control, he said, go back home and tell people how much God has done for you. So the man went all over the town, over the town, telling how much Jesus had done for him. That's Luke 8, 39. When God does something great in your life, you must reach out. So, so, and, 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 and it is not, and, 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 yes, it is a command, but let me tell you something. With God, when he works something in your life, you can't help but to tell it. When God healed your body, you're going to be like, look, Jesus healed me. Jesus Amen. set me free. I was torn from the floor. He came into my life. He rescued me. I don't have the culture to go tell your story. You have a story. Amen. And you can't wait to share that story. That's why I love when, when new Christians you know, receive Christ into their life because they are so zealous. Yes. Yes. I mean, they're just going to yes. they're they're preach the gospel to the rooftop. They don't yes. preach to a garbage can. They don't care. They're just so zealous about God. They're just so hungry for God. Everybody they go to, you know Jesus, you know Jesus touched me. You know I used to be a drug addict, but Jesus healed me. You know I used to be tall for a lot, I used to be nasty, but God delivered me. You know I used to do some stuff, but God, you just can't help but to tell your story. Amen. So don't get it twisted because you've been in church a few months now and now you think you're all that. Come on now. That's the problem. We come to church, but we forget where we come from. If it was that grace on your life, you wouldn't even be here. Some of you be still in a mental institution to this day. Can't forget what he's done. So I must, to complete my mission, I must reach out to those in my world. You know, we have to pray that God will give us the courage and the boldness to share them to all these other things around us. They're so bold That's right. about their family. I look at our Muslim counterparts, amen, our Mormon counterparts, our Jehovah Witness counterparts. They were not going that. And we in the closet, we got the real answer. And we all. <laughs> and we got the we got the real stuff. We got the real power, but we don't want to. We 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 don't, we don't want to share what God has done. For reach out to those in your world. The Bible says in First Peter three fifteen. Be ready at all times to answer anyone who asks you to explain the hope you have in you. In other words. As a believer, if someone comes to you and asks you, why do you believe in Jesus? You have to be prepared to give an answer, the Bible says. You should have said, because I, as, as my pastor told. No, no, no. You have to know for yourself. You have to have your own story. That's why I love the hymn that says, Blessed assurance, Jesus is my own force, the Lord divine. Come and hear salvation, washing his blood. I love that. This is my story. This is my song. 
My pastor didn't tell me, I'm praising my Savior all the day long. It's my story. What's your story? You have to give account for what God has done in your life. What's your testimony? What are you going to you even testify? But we quick to come to altar prayer for me. I need a breakthrough. I need a job. I need a husband. I need this. I need that. And then what God do? He don't even testify. I can't find you nowhere. I must reach out to those in my world. One of the reasons I did like him being a Christian is because of this truth. The Bible says in 2 Peter 3.9, God does not want anyone to be lost. But he wants all people to change their hearts and lives. That's why we're reaching out. We want to change people's lives. We want to change their story. We want, we want to do something. We want to see God do something great and magnificent in their lives. So in completing our mission, we must reach out to those in our world. You must reach out to those in your world. Let's go to the second point. In order to complete my mission, number two, I must reach out beyond my world. I must reach out Beyond my world. Some of us are stuck in our bubble. Some of us are stuck in our own world. And we're comfortable with us four and no more. But we have to reach out beyond our world. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 22 in the Living Bible, it says, whatever a person is like, I try to find common ground with him so that he will let me, so, so that he will let me tell him about Christ. And let Christ save him. This is Paul talking. He said, I try to find common ground. He said, I go to people outside of my world. Whether I'm on the train, on the bus, in the supermarket, I find commonalities and I look for opportunity for me to share my faith with somebody. See, sometimes when we think about evangelism and, 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 and reaching out to people, we think, oh, it's having a track in our hand and going to pull turkey to somebody and just say, you didn't get saved! Turn or burn! Go to hell! You gotta get saved! <laughs> Hello, turn so in fire. Jesus never did that. If you, read, if you read the gospel, he had compassion. He was relational. He used common things to get his message across to other people. That's what he did. So we can't, as believers, get it twisted to think that it's so, you know, black and white and dry and this way and this is the only way. No, God will use you. He will use your personality. Mm -hmm. Amen. If you're serious, he'll use your seriousness. Mm -hmm. If your jokes are like me, he'll use my jokes. Whatever he'll, he'll use you. You be you. Amen. But reach out to those beyond your world. The Bible says in James 1.27 in the Message Bible, real religion, the kind that passes, must be before God the Father. This is to reach out to the homeless and the loveless in their plight. He said if you call yourself a, a believer, that your job is to reach out to those who are less fortunate than you. To reach out to those who have no hope. To reach out to those who have no peace. We see hurting people around us every day. We just don't recognize them. It could be your boss. It could be your co-worker. It could be the person you ride on the train with every day. 
and you don't even know what's happening in their life. You don't know that they're about to give up and call it quits. You see, we need to be able to reach out to those people who might seem, you know, unfamiliar with us, but go beyond our word. Jesus said, when I was hungry, you fed me. I was thirsty, you gave me a drink. I was a stranger and you invited me into your home. I was naked and you gave me clothing. I was sick and you cared for me. I was in prison and you visited. You came, you, you did these things. And I said, Pastor, when did all these things happen? He said, when you do to the least of these, you do this to me. When you reach out to those who don't have, you, you do it onto me. And, 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 and let me flip this. Let me, let me flip this thing. Because we always think that those who need Jesus are the down and the out. Are the broke, busted, and disgusted. What about the up and out? What about those who are well to do? Those you see every day. Come on now. I know y'all ain't broke, busted, and disgusted in this church. Come on now. We'll call to read you. Amen. I got one witness. Y'all all broke us in this. <laughs> but we'll call to reach out to those people who are not just down and out. But we always want to focus on the down and out. We got that. We can do that. And let's continue to do that. We got people who are up and out. They need to be saved too. Amen. Come on now. They need the message of salvation too. And we want to make sure that we reach out to everybody who needs this gospel. Amen. So we must reach out beyond our world. Reach out beyond our world. Jesus said in Luke chapter 14, 21 and 23, he said, go at once into the streets and the alleys of the town and bring in the poor, the crippled, the blind, and the lame, and go out to the roads and lanes and urge all people to come to my house so it will be full. I always said, you see an empty seat here, that means that there's a soul that's missing. In this church. Amen. And whose responsibility is to bring the souls? Is it the pastors? Because I've read in according to Ephesians 4 11, it says the pastor's job is to equip the saints to do the work of the ministry. So that means that the real minister is not me. I'm just a trainer, in other words, the Bible says. Read Ephesians 4 11. And he gave some apostles, prophets, and as his teachers. What? To train, to equip the body to do the work of the ministry. So that means that there's a work, there's a partnership. My job is to equip you. Your job is to reach out to the world. I can't go to your job tomorrow. I'm not friends with your old running buddy from your childhood. I, I, I can't, some people look at me and can't even stand me. But they love you. Some of you feel all your friends in one room, they'll kill each other. Mm -hmm. <laughs> put all my friends together, they'll kill each other. <laughs> just to be different personalities, introverts, extroverts, yeah. you know, all just different things together. But your job is still to reach out to them, to love them, to share with them the hope that you found in Christ Jesus. Amen? Y'all with me this morning? Amen. All right, let's go to my third point. So I'm going to be quick this morning. I must reach out to the whole world. So, I'm reaching out to those in my world. I'm reaching out to those just beyond my world. But now, as a Christian, I have to also reach out to the whole world. In other words, I just can't have a local focus. I, I just can't have a personal focus. 
Now, as a believer, I also must have a global focus because Jesus, when he gave his final commandments, when he, 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 if you read Matthew 28, he, he, he gave the great commission, he said, go ye therefore in all of the world. 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 Cosmos is the, what, what it talks about in the original text. Go into all of the world and, and preach the gospel. Go and make disciples. That's what he says. Go make, go make disciples. So as a believer, I also must have a global focus. That's why it's important to be about a church who is not just focusing just on the community, not just on the people of the church, but also globally. I'm blessed to be a part of the Gannon Church because we have done so many things globally. It's been phenomenal. We've done Operation Christmas Child. We have given Christmas gifts, probably hundreds of boxes over the years to people in all different countries as far as Madagascar. Mm -hmm. Okay? We've done so much. India, South Africa, Jamaica. We've given all over. God wants us also to reach out to the whole world. We just say he got the whole world in his hands. He got the whole wide world in his hands. Jesus said go everywhere in the world and tell the good news to everybody. Mark 8.35 says, if you insist on saving your life, you will lose it. Only those who throw away their lives for my sake and for the sake of the good news will ever know what it really means to live. What the scripture say, you will not have true purpose, real purpose, until you're able to share and give up your lives to somebody else. I get the greatest joy, just as a Christian believer, seeing lives changed by the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now here's the problem. This is the problem for us. You know, as Christians, sometimes we expect perfection out of people. We want people to get saved and, and get delivered and be a saint overnight. That's not the work of God. Amen. If you had a custom problem before you got saved, you know, you've been saved for a short time. Nine times out of ten, that custom problem might still be there. If you, if you had an issue with time wrong, you get calling you certain times of night. Nine times out of ten, that situation might still be there. But you have to grow. We talked about last week. You have to grow. And the thing is, sometimes as Christians, life becomes messy when we engage other people because we don't want to deal with their mess. You know why we don't want to deal with their mess? Because we got our own mess. And so when, we, so when we talk about reaching out to other people, we say, well, my life is messed up. I don't have no time to help nobody else because i got to help myself. <laughs> and so what we do is we, 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 we draw the hand and we don't want to reach out and touch and help somebody. But I'm challenging us today as, as believers because the scripture just said we would not fully understand what it is to really live until we give our lives. Until we share our lives with, with other people. Not being stingy. Not holding back. There's a need and you know you could meet the need and you're like, I don't feel like doing that. That's going to take too much time out of my busy schedule. We all face that. Trust me. Just down to the past, people call me. I'm like, Lord, voicemail. Again, I can't. Not today. Not today. And that's how you call the person. We all go through that. But in the midst of it, I tell you, every time that, 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 that I push past those feelings, 
when God says blessings. Amen. Amen. He always provides. He always provides. Yes, Jesus. He's just calling you to help change someone else's story. I wanted to show this video real quick about changing the story. Just watch this. Those who are in our world, 
We reach out beyond our world, amen, locally. There are things that we do here within the community, amen. If you're new here, you can check our website. We have different outreach events that we've done in the past. You can see um, our story here at Gathering Church. And then we also reach out globally. And so that is our strategy here at the Gathering Church. Those are our outreach initiatives. That we are a church that will focus on giving to other people. The Bible says, more blessed to give than to receive. God has told us to give hope, his love, his joy, his peace away. And as an agent of God's grace, that is our story today. That is our portion. That, that is the life that God wants us to live as agents of his grace. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. This is not from yourself. It is a gift of God. I want to challenge you to share the gift of God today. It was a gift given to you. You have opened up the box of salvation. It has shifted your life. Now allow it to shift somebody else's life. Don't be stingy and just hold it for yourself. The old mothers of the church will say, this joy that I have, the world didn't give it to me. The world didn't give it and the world didn't give it. Why don't you share that joy with somebody? Why don't you share that peace with somebody? Why don't you share God's wonder-working power with somebody? It doesn't always have to be a scripture or a track. Sometimes it's just you being there. Sometimes it's just your presence. Sometimes it's just a kind gesture. People will always remember your kindness. So I'm challenging you God is calling us today as agents of grace to reach out. And the thing about reaching out, reaching out is uncomfortable. If you were to reach out your arms, and I, I would have you to hold your arms up for about two or three minutes. After a while, your hands would be going down because your muscles would, would get sore. So it's easy to do a quick reach, but a long reach sometimes is uncomfortable. But God will give us the grace to reach out. The more I reach out, I go back to the gym and do arm thing. The more strong I get in my reach, the more long I can hold my arms up, the more I can do. Because I get stronger. The more you give out, the more stronger you get. The more satisfied you'll be. The more blessed you will be. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. You cannot be God in giving and reaching out. Just like someone invited you to church, why don't you invite somebody this week? Someone say, hey, I, I want you to come to this Bible study. Why don't you invite them? God is calling us today to be agents of grace. I'm actually to be God. For some of us, this message is just a reminder of what we know we should be doing. But then I realize for others, it's, 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 it's a new perspective. Maybe you never heard it quite put that way before. But all together, God is saying today, I want you to be an agent of my grace, and I want you to reach out to those with the good news. 
I want you to share what I've done. I want you to be my witness. My witness and share. So Father, in the name of Jesus, I come before you today. Father, you have given us all a story to share. And Father, I pray that we'll be bold in sharing that story. I pray, Lord God, as the Apostle Paul said, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would give us the strength that we need, the boldness that we need, that we will be able to reach out to those in our world, those beyond our world, and to the whole world. That we'll be able to reach out to those on a personal level, on a local level, and on a global level. For that's the strategy that you've given to this house, that we will be those ambassadors for you today, Lord. So, Father, I ask today that you will bless them, that you will cover them, that you will keep them. If you know that God is calling you to be an agent of grace and to reach out, maybe, maybe you've been so plugged in your own world that you've not been able to, to touch and, and connect with other people. I just want you to sing. I just want to pray with you this morning. If God is calling you, he's saying, look, I, I want you to be able to reach out. Maybe you say, Pastor, I struggle. Sometimes I just get so caught up in my life and my issues and my problems that I'm not able to share my faith with others. Would you be bold enough for me to pray with you this morning? Maybe you say, I need to renew my faith. I need to renew my commitment. When is the last time you shared your faith with somebody? When's the last time you testified of God's goodness? I mean, so I, need to, I, I need to change my perspective. If that's you this morning, I want you to stand so we can pray together.
Somebody say amen. 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 Can we put our hands together? Bless the Lord. Hallelujah.